Welcome to Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just for Keeps, the podcast all about goalkeepers. I'm your host, Carter Hawkman, and joining me this week is current UMass Little Hockey goaltender, Benjamin McAvoy. Thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So I'll just kick us off with the first question I always ask everyone on here, which is when did you know that you wanted to become a goaltender and just what you what drew you to the position? Great question. So I actually started playing hockey around six years old. And then just like most other um, youth teams, everyone pretty much rotated through the goaltending position if you wanted to. And then I played in my first game. I did fairly well and I enjoyed it a lot. And uh after that, I decided to start doing it a little bit more. We were still rotating through the position to the guys on the team, but I tried to volunteer a bit more often. And what drew me to it the most was uh, actually just like the gear and the custom helmets that the NHL goalies had. I really loved seeing that and being able to add some flair to the game. I thought was always fun. So I wanted to just take part in that a little bit. That's so funny. All my, my favorite my, – some of my favorite goaltenders growing up just had the, the those bright pads. I remember – Mark Andre Fleury with his baby blue pads and oh, Marty, yeah. Turco, Marty Turco with the bright reds and um, it's just it's it just makes it it's it's a it's a it's a rare ability to be creative. Yeah, especially in hockey too, like where everything is pretty much the same around the league, and that's something that's excited uh, exciting about this season is how they're adding in like a little bit of flair, especially with like the Vegas Golden Knights with those gold helmets. I know people weren't uh, too big of fans of them, but it's just cool to see some more color and excitement come into the game. I, I loved it, and their their AHL affiliate, the Henderson Silver Knights, had their silver oh, yeah. their silver leads on. It's yeah, it's super cool to see it uh, adapting a little bit. So you're from Dunstable, Massachusetts. You and I both know that just the Bruins have been a huge part of the culture around here for so long. Were were you a Bruins fan growing up? Yeah, I became a Bruins fan bright and early from when I was young. So I I've watched them all throughout the last 22 years of my life, and I'll continue to do so. Who were some of your professional role models? I know, I know, I fell in love with the game of hockey and the Bruins. Actually, you know, I'd, I'd gone to games before then, but during the 2011 season when they won the cup and watching yeah. Tim Thomas put on an all-time performance. Yeah, I completely agree with that. In terms of goaltending, I would say Tim Thomas for sure, just because he was so fun to watch and he was unlike most other goaltenders, where they pretty much follow a similar style of how they play. He was just kind of all over the place, which made it really fun. Um, in terms of just overall athletes in general, though, I'd say probably Zidane Ochara and Patrice Bergeron, just because they were just fun to watch because you knew you were going to get a good game out of them every day. And when I actually went to uh, my first Bruins game with my dad, they were just like the guys that I was mainly focused on. And I, I remember actually holding up a sign and making a sign in the parking garage before we went into the game. And it was all Tuca, Bergeron and Chara on the sign. So those three were pretty much my professional role models in terms of hockey. It's it's hard to ignore those. It's just the, those guys are gonna their their numbers are gonna be in the Raptors. Oh you yeah, know, within the next couple of years at least. For sure, just legends of the game. You end up going to Groton Dunstable Regional High School, a small D three school in Massachusetts. Yeah. What was your high school career like for you? So I started playing high school hockey actually in eighth grade, where um, they didn't have enough goalies to make a JV team as well. So I started joining on the JV team when I was in eighth grade, which was kind of cool because occasionally I get to leave school like 10, 15 minutes early, have my brother pick me up and drive me over to the rink for their practice because I was still in middle school. And then 
when I came in my freshman year, I was able to make it on varsity. And then I didn't play all varsity except a full game all varsity, but I actually ended up making my debut my freshman year in the third period against Lowell Catholic at the Sangha Center, which is pretty cool to think about now. Um, and then my sophomore year, it was me and the freshman goaltender sort of going back and forth battling for the starting job. And then my junior year, it was similar. I started to play a bit more. And then my senior year, I kind of just popped off. And then I took over the starting role for sure. And I had some great teammates around me. And we ended up having a fairly successful season and just built some amazing memories with some great friends. What did you really learn about the about the goaltending position as you were going up year by year? Uh, just how competitive it is because, you know, all the other guys on the ice, there's five other guys on the ice at all times, and they're rotating line after line throughout the whole game. But pretty much the only way you're going to get into a game if you're a goalie and not starting is, unfortunately, if the other goalie on your team isn't doing pretty well. So just how much of a battle it is during each practice uh, just trying to earn the position and earn the trust of your teammates and your coaches. I think that was pretty much the biggest thing I learned is just how competitive it is, but at the same time, how fun it is and how close you end up becoming with your goalie partner a lot. It is an interesting mental battle that you go through that you just mentioned with your goaltending partner, because like you said, you want them to do well, but at the exact same time, you want to be playing. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what kind of makes it tough. And I, and I feel like probably makes it especially tough as you get to the higher levels too, because that's, what you're end yeah, that's what you're doing. Like you're playing the game and you're trying to get that starting time, but at the same time, you want your team to, to succeed. So, if your goalie partner goes on a on a run, you you know you want to see that keep happening. But at the same time, you're getting you may be getting a little aggravated with uh, not getting your playing time. But it's all goaltending is a big mental position, as you can attest to. So it's just about keeping strong mentally and just supporting your teammates, and at the same time, just constantly working as hard as you can day in and day out. So in high school, how did you really initially handle that bat- how to handle that mental battle um, versus, you know, at the end of your high school career where you know essentially, you know, what it's like to to want to earn the position and, you know, have to, at the same time support the person that's in front of you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was just that I was super close with my goaltending partner and it was it was easy to root for each other and see each other succeed. I know, obviously neither of us got the amount of games in that we wanted to Uh, obviously you want to start every game but at the same time you know we almost had that back and forth so he plays one I play one or if we go on a little run we get a couple here and there in a row but pretty much just you know I was a big like energy guy for the team so whether I was on the ice or not on the ice I just kind of focused on the other aspects of the game and rooting on my teammates and that kind of kept me away from thinking about my uh, my role too much and just having more fun with the game. So your high school career comes and goes and college hockey really wasn't at the forefront of your mind. Were you recruited at all coming out of high school? No. So I wasn't recruited at all. Like you had mentioned earlier, uh, Groton Nunsville is a really small D3 high school. And I had spoken with my parents about going to a prep school, which probably would have helped with the recruiting process if I had done good in prep school. But um, I decided to stay in public school. I really enjoyed being with my friends and just that atmosphere. So I stayed in public school and, I don't think it um, impacted me in any negative way for sure. I really loved my experience there. But, yeah, I wasn't recruited at all for hockey. And so what drew you to UMass Lowell? So funny thing was I actually chose Bryant University. I had actually chose my – I told my parents I was going to go to Bryant. Like that was the place I wanted to go. But after some thoughts and after uh, actually taking a tour here, 
I saw the new business building at UML and a big thing about UMass Lowell that I, or a big thing about choosing a college that I wanted was having a, um, a Bloomberg terminal, which is a trading terminal for, um, cause I study finance. So that was one thing I really wanted was a new and updated one. And UML's was incredible with their new business building. So that was pretty much the driving factor behind me completely deciding to come to UMass Lowell because I hadn't seen that before. I had told my parents I wanted to go to Bryant's, but then when I saw that, I knew I wanted to come here. And also I had just grown up in this area, not too far from here. And being able to go to all the UML hockey games, I really loved. And I wanted that opportunity to be able to come here as a fan and be able to watch the games and kind of do something I did growing up with my parents, but on a, on a scale of now as a college student and as a part of the university. That's so funny that you mentioned that. I sort of went through a similar deal where I was looking at and, and told my parents that I was going to go to Springfield College out in Western Mass. And I even, you know, I had my classes picked out. I had my mm-hmm. roommate um, and I was ready to go before, you know, if anyone who's listened to the to the first episode of this podcast where I describe were just things that just sort of fell into place. And, you know, after a lot of hard work, exactly. um, I ended up at UMass Lowell. So that's that's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, it is cool how things work out. And like like you had just said about finding your roommates in classes already, I had been actively looking through i'm sure you know like all the facebook pages for the incoming classes of universities and there was a couple kids that i was talking to about being roommates so it's funny how like it went from that to a complete 180 to now at umass law an absolute complete 180 and, and i'm sure you can agree it's it's the best decisions that we've that we've made so far oh absolutely i wouldn't change a thing for sure so there's a point during your freshman year at Lowell, you, you know you go you get you come to Lowell, you get your classes and, you, and you're, you're going through life as a student um there's a point where you realize that your hockey career may have ended a little prematurely where what were you missing about not only playing the game but playing the position yeah so like you had mentioned I really was missing it and then having the UMA hockey season start here and going and watching as a fan I was just I sort of I sort of went a different route than a lot of other people that um, went to the games as students instead of going and sitting in the student section really uh not really many of my friends that were here wanted to go to the games. So instead what I would do is I would go and sit behind our home goalie and kind of just watch him and analyze how he played and enjoy the game from a different aspect of actually watching the game and enjoying the talent that was on the ice. And then after probably a couple of their games, excuse me, so probably like two, three months into my freshman year, I was talking to my dad and just, we were talking about hockey and, I brought up how much I missed it and uh, just like how much I missed playing. And he had tried to figure out like, oh, maybe I could sign up for the club team or something like that. And then I was just looking into some possible opportunities around here to just try to get back on the ice and things started to fall into place. So just talk to me and tell everyone just exactly what you did when, you know, you have the conversation with your dad. What did you do when you realized you, you were, you were all in on wanting to keep playing? Yeah. So he actually, he's sort of been the person that has uh, motivated me to sort of like shoot for the stars, like go for the highest possible thing you can get and whatever happens happens. At least you tried. So I actually emailed the head coach of our division one hockey team here, uh, coach Bays and, and asked him if they were ever looking for like a practice goalie or someone to just like help with statistics or anything on like anything within the team to just get involved with hockey again. And, uh, I, I just introduced myself, told him that I had previously played hockey, some details about me. And actually, to my surprise, he responded pretty quickly. And I was able to meet up with him the next day or two. And we just talked about 
what I had mentioned in the email, trying to get back into the game a little bit. And he said that uh, I actually could have the opportunity to try and skate with the the game day scratches. So the guys who weren't actually playing uh, during the game that day, but are still on the team. And then uh, if I wanted to, the opportunity to do some statistics during the game was also there for me just to keep me involved with the game and around the game and around the sport as well. That's pretty incredible. I mean, for two reasons. One, the fact that that he even replied mid-season yeah. is, is for anyone who plays competitive sports or who's, who's looking to get recruited. If you're reaching out to a coach in the middle of a season, don't be surprised if you don't hear back at all, because that, that, I mean, they're so busy with everything that's going on and uh, with, with scheduling and practices and just, and most coaches will, will, they'll, they'll get back to it at some point, whether, but you know, if, it's the off season when they're doing recruiting, they're, they're busy then. So the fact that he emailed us, he emailed you back as quickly as he did is, is incredible for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I was really surprised. And a quick, funny story about that too. I actually went on the Yoma hockey page, like their website and sent the first email to just like their public email that they get, uh, that they put out there for people to contact too. And then I figured, Oh, I probably won't get a response from that. Cause I'm sure they get flooded with emails. So then I tried to find his email and I thought I did. So I sent him an email and didn't get a response for a while. And then I realized that I had typed in the wrong email address. So then I sent it to the right email address. And then that's when he responded pretty quickly. And then the funny thing was um, a couple of years later. So last year, my junior year, I was working with uh, our video guy for the team. And I was telling him about this whole story as well. And then he went back into that public email that I had emailed the first time and was able to find the email that I actually sent. So it was kind of funny to be able to read that and look back on. That's really funny. Um, (laughs) I'm sort of just picturing it here. Um, But how do you mentally transition from my, all right, my playing days are done to, all right, now I have to train to get to the level that these guys who are NHL draft picks and nationally ranked are at. Yeah. So that's, that's still an ongoing process for sure. Um, I had come in and the first, so I actually didn't start doing the practice goalie, uh, practicing uh, with the game day scratches until the next year, my sophomore year, just because of like uh, reasons that they had already started the season and just trying to make sure they get their season done and not have any distractions and then come in the next year as a, a sort of on a fresh slate. Uh, slate. So that summer I had like uh, done a little bit more goalie training. My dad got me back into doing some goalie clinics just to make sure I was getting my feet on the ice again and getting the feel for the game a little bit, which was cool. And I, I really appreciate it. And then uh, that sophomore year when I came back was when I started doing the uh, game day scratches skate. And then immediately I noticed how, uh, how their talent was drastically higher than mine, which makes sense. I mean, their division one, I, I came from a small D three high school, but um, it honestly like developed pretty quickly in terms of my skill set and mentality, just because I'm not saying I'm extremely good right now. I'm not saying I'm great at all, but um, just playing with people of that caliber just makes you so much better. And I'm sure you can attest to that because when you're not at that level and you're playing with people that, as you said, are NHL draft picks or each of them were pretty much the top guy on their junior team. Like, it's going to force you to become better. So I was just telling myself, like, all right, I know I'm not nearly as good as these guys. I'm just going to go out here and have fun and learn as the time goes. And that's pretty much been my mentality throughout the whole thing. And I'm never stop. I'm never going to stop learning and never going to stop having fun because that's just what has brought me to this opportunity and what has made me enjoy it so much more. 
And that's the exact right mentality to have, especially when you're sort of thrust into it. It was sort of what I went through when I first came to Lowell too. I mean, I wasn't, I had, I learned the hard way that I wasn't recruited to play. Um, I, I, I learned that I was there to, I was there to be a backup. Um, it's, you know, it took, it, it took a couple of years, um, to, yeah. to figure that out and, and to accept that role and then take it on. Um, but I, it reminds me very vividly of the first time I ever stepped foot on the field with these guys. It was a captain's practice before preseason had even started. Um, I, I strapped on my gloves, went through a quick little quick, quick warm up, and didn't make a single save for about an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> And it, it's a great feeling, huh? It's 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 it makes you feel so good. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was it, it it reality can slap you in the face in a lot of different ways, especially as a goalkeeper. Hundred um, And uh, this was a real heavy Mike Tyson uh, right hook to my chin. And um, <laughs> I, you're absolutely right when you say, you know, coaching is coaching is great. Coaching can get you a. Uh, coaching can get you really far in life, but if you're not playing with guys that are always challenging you, that guys that are better than you, in fact, yeah. you can only go so far. Very true. I, I completely agree. And one thing that actually uh, goes to that point, which I thought was pretty cool was obviously when I stepped foot on the ice for the first time um, in my first skate that I ever did, the guys could obviously tell that I wasn't nearly as talented or had the experience that they had. So at first I could tell that they were shooting like, a little bit slower than they probably normally would, or maybe weren't doing the same moves on me that they normally would. And as I became closer with them, it was cool just to be able to tell them like, uh, like feel free to go hard and shoot as hard as you want and do whatever you want, because I'm here to help you. And by helping you, it's helping me. So it was cool to have that uh, happen over the time. And what was that, what was that transition like for you? Just, you know, sort of slowly, but surely uh, molding your way into this team, you know, like how accepting, of you were they and and how much of how much of a help were they in in you know bringing you onto the team and and making you feel like a teammate yeah great question and they were amazing with it so as a student here like I obviously have classes with a bunch of different students so I had uh, a couple of the guys actually in some of my classes so I had known them a little bit just for that just through that and sitting next to them in the classroom so that helped a bit and then they were I mean if you're on the ice with them the cool thing here is that no matter who you are on the ice, they they all respect you because they know that you're just trying as hard as you can and they're doing the same. So everyone knows the grind that you go through day to day and they were all accepting right off the bat. And I was obviously a little quiet, much def uh, definitely much quieter than I am now around the team. But when I started, I was, uh, I was a little quiet and kind of just went in, did my job, got off the ice and went home. I didn't really want to get in their way. You know, I was kind of a little bit intimidated just because of how good these guys were. And like I said, I grew up watching this team, um, but it, it soon changed and soon developed into less of like a go in, do your job, go home and, and more into like a friendship with the guys. And that slowly led into me leading the uh, meeting, the other guys on the team and then just actually feeling like I belonged for sure. So something happens during your junior year that really spurs your career at Lowell into gear. And, and I want, I want to let you tell that story. Yeah, for sure. So my junior year uh, at the beginning of the year, um, I was still only doing the game day scratch skates. I had never skated with the full team ever. And then um, when the, when the season started or when the year was starting, uh, one of the goalies had to be out for a little bit just with a slight injury so then our coach had actually reached out to me 
and asked if I would potentially be available to uh, do some more skates if needed. So, of course, I said for sure I was absolutely available. And then uh, we had to go through a bit of the like the NCAA process, I'm sure, as you know, just to make sure you're all eligible and are able to get on the ice before I was actually able to do so. And then when that was all cleared and I was I found out I was able to do it, um, I started to do a bit more practices and then uh, actually do a full team practice, which for sure was intimidating, but super cool. Uh, definitely a story that was fun to tell my parents. And then as the year progressed, I was still doing some more team practices here and there. Not consistent, but every once in a while. And then around November, uh, close to the end of the first semester, um, I had the, the coach had reached out to me, reached out to me and asked if, if the opportunity came up, if I would be available to join full time and make sure I was at all the practices. And at that moment I was like, Oh, of course, absolutely. I mean, this lifelong in my head, I'm saying like, this is a lifelong dream to even be a part of a team like this, but to actually be a part of it full time. I couldn't turn that down. So then around Christmas time, pretty much when the first semester ended in my junior year, um, one of the goalies at our school had transferred out to go play in the USHL. And that's when they needed to fill that spot for the second half of the season. So coach had me join on full time. So this was perfect timing because it was right around uh, winter break. So I didn't have to worry about taking any classes. I was, uh, I stayed here at the school with the team and just got to experience that whole winter break as a legitimate D1 athlete at, at the school. So I got to go through the, um, the day-to-day schedule of, you know, the workouts, go in, watch video, do practice, travel for the games, pretty much live the exact life that all these guys were living while also being a student, which was something that I had no idea what to expect from it, but it became definitely the best part of my life that I've had up to, up to this day in my life. And it has just led into some incredible things and some amazing memories and even better friends. It's such an, it's such an incredible feeling that I hope anyone who's, whether it be division one, two, three, NAI, whatever it is, if you get, when you, when you get that moment of gratification where they're like, yeah, we want you, it's just, there's nothing, there's really nothing like it. Um, it, it reminds me actually a lot of, well, that's that, that story in particular reminds me a lot of two things. The first of it being my, my junior year of high school where I was, uh, expected to be, you know, the backup goalkeeper in high school, and then all of a sudden, yeah. our starter dislocates a shoulder, warming up for for game number one, and I'm thrust into this 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 position where I was not expecting nor ready to be at. Um, and then exactly. that actually spurred my entire career that moment right there. But that's a whole other story. Um, and the other one is just I remember the moment where I after after the the head coach of UMass Lowell. Christian Figueroa called me and was like, yeah, we, we, we would love to have you come on. Um, I, I remember after I said, yes, I'm coming to UMass Lowell and I'm going to play for you, uh, I hung up the phone and danced around the house for about 20 minutes um, <laughs> just because I had so much energy and I didn't know how to – I didn't know how else, how else to celebrate and that felt appropriate. So, I know that feeling for sure. And just like that, like when I got when I got the news of even just asking if I would be available to join on, not even that I was joining on, just like the possibility of me doing it. I called my dad right away and we were both just like overwhelmed with joy. Like it was, it was really cool to hear and then to actually get the news and be able to go up to, to them. Uh, I actually found out I was doing, uh, I was joining on full time during one of the hockey games that a couple days later. So my parents actually came to the game that day and then I was doing statistics 
uh, like time on ice and some other stuff for the team during the game. And then during the intermission, when I found out, I ran into the stands and told my parents, which was super cool. And they were, they were, like I said, just overwhelmed with joy for me and just super happy, which was a really cool, really cool feeling to have and to see them so happy. And through all of this, I'm sure you were well aware that you weren't likely to get any game time. What, oh, yeah. what kind of a, what kind of a role did you, did you know that you had to take on not only as a backup goalkeeper, but as a teammate? Yeah. So like you just said, like I, I, I knew my role right off the bat. I knew that I was there, you know, just to, to make sure that I was helping out the, with the guys, whether it was after practice, before practice, uh, the game day scratches was pretty much still my responsibility was working and making sure I was out there as a goaltender for them. Um, and I, like I said earlier, I was completely grateful just to have that opportunity. So I was loving every moment. And then uh, my biggest thing was, you know, after practice, people stay, get, some of the guys stay on the ice for a bit just to work on some individual stuff. So my biggest thing, because I didn't get a ton of shots during practice, you know, because the the starters and stuff need to work on their um, work on their skills. So I was just filling in whenever they needed a break or whenever, whenever coach tossed me in and had me do some individual drills. But post-practice was when I really got was when I really got the most out of it just because um, I was able to stay on the ice after for whether it was five minutes or 15 to 20 minutes and work one-on-one or do some other drills with a couple guys just to make sure that they were getting their shots in. And and like you said, like knowing uh, where you're going to fit in and what your role is and just becoming comfortable with it. That was my biggest thing was I was still just loving every moment and sort of in awe a little bit that I was able to be a part of the program still. So whether I had to stay on for five minutes, get on early or do this or that just to help out the team. I was, I was sort of just like a, a water bug. I was just going to everything and trying to be a part of every opportunity if I could. And then um, I was just like more, my biggest thing throughout um, my, my high school career as well that I had mentioned to you earlier was just like energy and making sure all the other guys are around me are being positive and rooting for each other. So that was my biggest thing. I've always sort of, taking pride in my um, ability just to get people back into good mood or motivating or something like that. So that was what I tried to focus on as well as, you know, lifting guys up if they had a tough shift or if they felt like they had a tough practice going over, tapping them on the pads and giving them a, a couple words of reassurance. Like that was something I really enjoyed seeing and be and taking a part of taking a part in. I almost envy you a little bit in the fact that you, you know, going in, you knew what your role was. You knew the the kind of responsibilities that you had to take on. And because when, you know, when I first got to Lowell, I didn't know that I was there to be a backup. I thought I was there to compete for a starting spot. You know, I, yeah. I thought I was there to, to play and, and, you know, make a, make a in-game impact to this team and, and do what I did in high school for the last, my, the last two years of my high school career, which was, you know, potentially raise the, raise the level of the team. And yeah. then, you know, all of a sudden I get punched in the mouth in a captain's practice and I'm not so sure about myself. And then all of a sudden I'm not playing. And it, it really took a toll on, on my mental health for a long time. Um, it, yeah. took, it, I, it, it hurt my init- it initially hurt my relationship with my teammates. My coaches all of a sudden weren't sure um, if I was the right person uh, to be there. Um, and it took, it took a lot of mental growth to get to the the reality of, oh, this is how I can help the team. This is how I'm supposed to help the team. Um, this is why it will benefit the team. Um, exactly. If you had to give a piece of advice to maybe not even goaltenders out there, but maybe guys who aren't 
uh, who aren't playing a lot or, or who are barely playing, mm-hmm. what would you say is the importance of, or what would you say are the key aspects of being a backup or, or being that guy, being that energy guy? Yeah, for sure. My biggest thing that I always tried to um, approach the game with was whether I knew my role. So back in high school, when I knew I was actually competing to play or here when, you know, like like we had just talked about, I came in sort of knowing that I was going to be the practice goalie. The biggest thing I always kept doing was playing and competing and being on the ice as if I was the starter. You know, the talent may not be there, but it's definitely developed. And the biggest thing is just like the mentality and the fun I have. So going out there and just making sure that I'm having fun while, you know, telling myself in my mind, like, okay, what am I going to do if I, if I was playing in the game tomorrow or if I was the starter on this team consistently, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to work on today? Whether I get five shots in practice or 50 shots in practice, it's all, it's making sure that those few shots that I may get, I'm positioning myself and doing the best I can to stop them as if I was the starter. So, you know, my biggest thing is whether you're getting two minutes of time on ice or whatever sport you're playing, if you're getting in bare, uh, just a small amount, or if you're playing all the time, but you know, you're not performing like you usually uh, are or would want to be I would say just the biggest thing is approach every practice approach every day as if you're their guy you're their number one guy whether you're their goalie a center or anything just like approach the practice as if you're the number one guy in terms of like uh, your mentality don't let that lead to a cocky mentality because that's that is just going to bring you back even more but just like tell yourself when you get your chance in practice to um to go out for a drill just say this is going to be my best drill i'm going to do my job and that was the biggest thing i tried to focus on each shot was just making sure i do my job and position myself the in the best position i can to try to make the save and that just ended up making it even more fun because whether they scored on me or i made a nice save it was kind of it was cool just to know that i had i had done my job to the best of my ability on that shot and it wasn't anything where you know i knew i was a practice goalie i knew sort of what i was there for and I kind of just messed around and just had fun and didn't really try. I think the biggest thing is just making sure that you're putting in your effort all day, each day. You know, obviously that's easier said than done because if you're not playing, like you had said, the mental health side of it can be really tough. And I've come to notice that as well, just being a part of the of the team, just seeing like how tough it can be on some guys for sure in the long run when they may not be getting the opportunities they have or may not be performing like they would want to be. But the biggest thing I've noticed with all the guys is they still approach every drill every day as if they're that guy. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned and what I could pass on. That's huge. And I think one of the things is even as a guy who's not even playing, you can be the example for the guys who are. Exactly. I completely agree with that. I'm going to leave with this last question um, because you and I both know that as goalies, no matter the sport, we're, we're unique athletes, unique people in a lot of ways. And we actually share a lot of the same qualities, but yeah. what would you say separates? And I think it's a question that, that a lot of people want to know is what, what do you think separates hockey goalies from the rest? Oh, I think, I think there's the stigma that if you ask anyone, you know, a hockey goalie, people are just kind of like, Oh, they're the weird ones. Just cause you know, like we're getting these rubber pucks shot at us at extremely high speeds. But I think just maybe what separates us from the rest but, I, you know, I, I don't even know if I'd say separates. Just, like, in terms of the people I know that are goaltenders in hockey or soccer or any other sport, we all have that same mindset of, like, we love being that guy and being the last line of defense, uh, which I think is the biggest thing, whether 
any sport you're in, you know, a pitcher in baseball, a catcher in baseball, just like the guy that sort of the game almost falls on when, uh, when you're at like your last line of defense, like goalie is that as you can, as, as you can attest to as well. Like when, if the ball gets through everyone else on defense and soccer, it's still going to get through you. Um, but geez, the biggest thing that separates hockey goalies, that's a great question to be honest. Uh, there might not be an answer. I just I thought I'd throw it yeah. out there. Yeah, I don't really know if there's anything that separates us. If anything, I think it's more just uh, the commonalities that we have between like making sure that we're like doing our job because we are that last line of defense. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if there's really anything that separates us that I can think of. I just, you know, I had to, I was getting ready for to talk to you, and I was like, maybe I could, I could toss this one out there and sneak it in, and you might have an answer. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I, I wish I had a, a more in-depth answer to what possibly separates us, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I'll have you I'll have you back on down the road, and and, you, and maybe you'll have an answer for me. I'll definitely have to think about it a bit more to hopefully get a, a more in-depth answer for you. <laughs> Benjamin, thanks so much for taking the time today and and for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks for having me, Carter. It was uh, it was an awesome uh, time to be able to talk to you, and I'm excited to see more of what you do as well. Right back at you. Well, guys, this has been another episode of Just for Keeps. The podcast all about goalkeepers. I've been your host, Carter Hawkman. We will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Just for Keeps. 